Do you want to go down to a 40-hour week without losing revenue? If you're ready to let go of all the extra hours, the stress, the overwhelm, and the clients who hijack your time, consider my signature program, Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind. In it, we'll get your accounting practice under control. We'll fix your pricing problems. I'll show you ways to price so you stop giving away the farm so you bring in more revenue for the work you're already doing. I'll help you disengage the clients who are good people but are holding your business back and slowing you down. I'll help you package up your services and design them so they're easy for your clients to understand and choose from while helping you simplify and standardize what you sell. And we'll focus on making your messaging more interesting and compelling so you attract more of the kinds of clients you want to work with and break out of the hodgepodge of referrals trap. We get your prices up, we get your workload down. We standardize, we simplify, we streamline. And we do this at a pace that feels doable, where you feel confident in every choice you make. Prices up, workload down. Registration is open now. We start Tuesday, May 7th. Come with us. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to find out more. You know, that's that's been a bit of a fight with my husband because he's like, you know, you're starting this business. I feel like we need to save money as much as possible. And I'm like, I can either spend that four hours, five hours a week doing it myself, or I can spend that time actually doing what I'm good at. So we are currently in the depths of that disagreement. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the She Thinks Big podcast, where you'll hear from women entrepreneurs who are doing good in the world from spark to screw up to success. Thinking big is in their core. It's in yours and it's in mine. I've traveled to 50 countries and seven continents, done an Ironman, and co-founded a company that has generated millions of dollars for sustainability. My name is Geraldine Carter, and I'm delighted to share with you conversations and coaching with amazing women. Time to get inspired and grow your impact. My guest today is Kate Baker, a physical therapist from East Missoula, Montana. Kate has been a PT for five years, and after having her first child, she decided to go from working in a clinic to stepping out on her own as a solo practitioner. Being a business owner is new to her, and just like most new business owners, she's figuring it out as she goes along. In this on-air coaching call, Kate and I talk about making the money and the time add up so that she has time to parent her seven-month-old boy, who, by the way, is adorable. We talk about the best use of her time, should she outsource her bookkeeping, what to do about her website and should she outsource that, and what are the best avenues to build an ongoing client base. Please welcome Kate Baker. Kate Baker, welcome to the She Thinks Big podcast. Thank you so much, Geraldine. It's great to be here. So I want to talk with you about your practice that you've just started, right? You started a few months ago. It's March, in March. It's now June. Mm-hmm. And when you started, of course, you didn't have, you had like three clients who had called you to be like, where are you? Yep, yep absolutely. And now a few weeks later, a few months later, you're already at 20 clients. So that's awesome. Nice work. Well, 20 visits, I'll say. 20, sorry, 20 visits. I see multiple times per week, but yeah, generally I'm, I'm up to where I want to be at. Awesome. And beyond. Great. <laughs> and beyond, you're already looking at, yeah. how do I rein this in? <laughs> how do I help all these people and also wrangle my six month old? <laughs> yeah. It's a lot to do both at once, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So a new business and a first time business owner and a new baby. Yes. It's all right. No problem. You've got this. (laughs) That's what I tell myself every morning when I open my eyes. (laughs) No 
no problem. You've got this. <laughs> you can totally do this and you can totally do this. Thank you. So let's figure out a few things. And I, where I want to start is at the big picture level for you to make sure that, that the practice that you're creating is one that's going to fit in your life. Yes. So before we hit the record button, we were talking a little bit about how many hours a week you want to work. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you don't want to work full time. I do not. Correct. So I'm already like, I'm already experiencing that avalanche of too many, too many visits, but I don't want to turn anybody down, but I'm like scared for that, that dip in the future. And so I'm I just how to prepare for that and manage it. And yeah, it's, it's all, it's happening really fast. Yes. Which is awesome. And yes, it's going to be a little much, right? Especially your first time around, you're not quite sure what to expect, how much you can manage, how long things take. Da, 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 da. So let's start to design an ideal practice for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we want to look at a couple of things. We want to look at how many patients you can see a week, how long it takes to do your charts, um, how much you're billing, how much you're making, and does that all balance out? Does it, does it all add up and does it fit without crowding the rest of everything? Right. So let's start with how many hours a week maximum you want to be working. And when I say working, I mean, seeing patients plus all the work. Plus all the billing. And yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's also like I explained before, I haven't, um, I only just started, I've been working for a few months, but I only just started being able to bill and I have not received any payment payouts from insurance yet. So I don't know what, what the time commitment for the billing aspect, uh, or the, the accounting aspect of my business will be, um, and on top of paperwork and, um, but ultimately I'd only like to be working 20 hours a week. So whether that's like what's the 15 patient visits and then like five hours of, of accounting type things, whether that's billing insurance, tracking payments, yada, yada. So I think around 20 hours a week is my goal. Cause I just really want to, I don't want to ask more than that of my mom who's taking care of my baby during that time. And also I want to raise my kid. So it's uh, so that's kind of why I'm putting that cap on it. So 20 hours a week, and that includes all the billing, all the scheduling, all the correspondence, all the everything plus patients. Yep. Okay. Yes. So I'm also curious to know how much money do you want to be bringing into your family? So I would like to make around 60,000 a year. I feel like that would be a comfortable number for me at, at, uh, I obviously have things to think about, like my, my loans from going to physical therapy school that were, um, you know, I need to be able to cover all that and then also contribute to our mortgage and our household. And also eventually have to pay for childcare because I know I've only got my mom around for so long. So, um, that's a number that I feel comfortable with, um, and also being able to save for retirement. Totally. Yes. Save for retirement first. Right. Yes. (laughs) And so 60 K is that take home? Yeah, that would be ideal. (laughs) So 60 K take home. If we reverse, if we do the numbers in reverse, I'm going to do a little napkin math over here. That's 80 K before taxes. And then add your expenses on top of that. And your expenses are pretty minimal because you're working from your house, right? So do you have a a ballpark feel for what your expenses are going to be? Not very much. Honestly, I have, it's about, are you talking about just business expenses or like mortgage and everything? Just business expenses. Okay. So my electronic medical record system is 200 a month. 
And, um, that includes like what I use to, um, uh, send patients their exercises and whatnot. And, um, so that's all together and that's also my billing software. And so it's 200 a month. And that is my only recurring expense at this point because I'm working out of my house. So I don't have any rent, um, other than, you know, contributing to my mortgage. Um, I, my biggest expense was my high low table, which, um, I purchased with a small business loan from Missoula fed. And, um, so, and I, so I have that loan payment. So it's like, it's like 150 a month right now, but I'd like to pay it off sooner. Um, but I just haven't had any, um, so I'm having to pay 150 a month towards that currently. And it was a, a $10,000 loan. And I used that to kind of float myself during this time of not receiving any insurance payments and also purchasing everything I needed for my, for my business. Um, so yeah, that's about 150 a month right now. And, um, so yeah, those are my two big things. And you mentioned insurance. Do you have insurance? Yes. Oh yeah. Malpractice insurance is 800 a year. So we're looking at ballpark. That's 2000. That's 15, 1800. And that's 800. So we're looking at 346, 4,600 ballparks. So we're just going to call that 5,000. Okay. That means if you have 5,000 expenses and before paying taxes, 80,000. 80, so you're looking at wanting to do gross revenue, 85,000. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, maybe Geraldine, just listening to that, maybe more what my goal is, is more like 65 or 70 um, before taxes. 65 or 70 before taxes. So even, okay. Yeah. I think that's probably more realistic just listening to those numbers and see, it's good for me to work through this. (laughs) 70 to 75. Right. Um, Before you pay taxes. Am I on your page? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just making sure we're talking about the same thing, the same numbers in the same place here. Right. Totally. So that is bringing into your family 49,000. Okay. Okay. How does that sound to you? That sounds good. I think that's probably a little more realistic for working part-time. So if you're doing 70K gross, you bill Medicare and Medicaid, right? Uh, Yes. And private insurances also, but I do mostly have Medicare and Medicaid right now. Right. Because you're waiting for some private insurances, insurers to approve you, right? Exactly. Yep. Okay. Takes a very long time. I had no idea. Like how long time? Six months, a year? Um, It takes about 90 days for each one. So, um, I applied for, and then Medicare, it, um, there was a snafu with my application, even though I hired a credentialing company to do it. And so on a small technicality in that something was emailed rather than faxed for my application, they rejected my application and I had to start all over again. Oh <laughs> so another whole 90 day waiting period. And that only happened a couple weeks ago. So that was something I was not anticipating and has been a real bummer. And that's Medicare. Yes. Are you approved for Medicaid right now? Yes, I am. Okay. So they are actually the only one currently that I'm at, that I can submit billing to. And I submitted it all for the first time last week, waiting to see if it actually works. I'm hoping it does. <laughs> gotcha. So have you seen anybody? We're going a little bit off track here, but we'll come back. Have you seen anybody um, for whom you have not been able to bill because you're not approved yet? No. Okay. Great. And will you accept cash payment? Yes. So let's do some more napkin math here. So 70,000, if you assume Medicaid at a hundred bucks a visit, 
Mm-hmm. That's 700 visits a year. And if you assume just for easy math, working 50 weeks a year, although it doesn't really matter if you're using a calculator, but anyways, right, yeah. um, that's 14 visits a week. Ah, uh, perfect. I can do that. So the question is though, mm-hmm. can you do that? If a visit is 45 minutes to an hour, right. Mm-hmm. That leaves you six hours for billing, which strikes me as tight. You'll see how efficient you are and how quickly you get things done and stuff. But trying to get all that done in 20 hours a week, I'm like, mm, I don't think so. Right. Okay. It makes me think that you have options, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them is to buy your time back by having somebody else take care of your billing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another option is certainly you have the possibility of other insurers coming in who reimburse at rates that are more like 175 to 210, depending. Right. Um, and there's also the option of cash pay. Mm-hmm. If you did cash pay, do you have an idea where you would set your rates? Yeah. Uh, typical rates for Missoula is around 125 an hour. So I set mine at 120 for an hour. I would encourage you to start at 150 and just see what happens. But I see a lot of people shooting themselves in the foot and leaving money on the table when they don't need to be. Right. You know, I say this with an element of a broken heart that we have a completely bungled insurance system. And it's like, it's difficult for me to, you know, suggest this, especially out loud on air. And a completely jacked insurance system is not your responsibility alone to bear. Right. Right. And we need to make sure that you're taking care of that. The truth. How long have you been in practice? Five years. I'd like to see you start at 150 and see what happens. Because I know that there are people who will pay that without blinking an eye. Right. Well, I know that practitioners in the Bay Area that do the same techniques that I do, which are manual therapy techniques, are charging like three or 400 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so it is hard to hear that. But I've also heard, you know, it that Missoula is like, you know, there's so many PTs in Missoula and everybody charges about that rate. And I've heard from other PTs that, oh, if you change what you're charging, then that screws everybody else over and yada, yada. But I also believe in charging what you're worth. And, you know, if you're, if you put in more con ed time than other people and, um, continue, that means continuing education Mm -hmm. and, uh, you want to be sure that you're charging what you're worth. Absolutely. And making it worthwhile to go continue all those continuing education classes that cost so much money. And, um, and I also think, you know, you go see a physician and they're billing out like probably they're probably getting paid like three or 400 an hour reimbursement and they spend 15 minutes, uh, not three or 400, three or 400 a visit. And they're spending 15 or 20 minutes with you, you know, whereas your PT, you're coming, you're developing a relationship, you're spending an hour with your PT, you know, like that's, I feel like that's really worth something. And, um, but you also don't want to cut off access for people that, um, have really high deductible healthcare plans because that's so common these days. And, you know, for them to pay that amount hourly is, is often out of reach. So it's really a dance. It's hard to know what to set your rates at. You want to pay, get paid what you're worth, but you want to be accessible to people. And, um, that's tough. It's a tough line to walk. So I want you to take care of yourself and your family first, Mm -hmm. making sure that your practice works for you in your life. Mm -hmm. It has to be. Otherwise the practice is 
not sustainable and I exactly. don't help anybody. And you can help more people when you're in a good space and things are working well. Yes. And then you can decide once you're well-established and solid, then you can decide, you know, how many openings will I maintain in my calendar for those who have less means? And you can make an active choice about it from a place uh, abundance just gets so is so cliche now, but from a place of like, I have extra to give. Yeah, absolutely. Rather than martyring yourself because we have a totally jacked up insurance system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seeing the numbers, you know, 14 a week and granted you haven't been in that long. So I don't, um, so part of it is that you don't have a feel for like what that actually feels like to see 14 a week, week after week, plus all the insurance plus, 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 plus. What does that make you think so far? Um, I actually, I feel like that's doable for me. Um, I'm pretty efficient with my documentation, you know, cause I'm, I'm writing down during a session, all my objective measures, you know, like what, how hip flexion improved, how, um, you know, what exercises we're doing during the session, how many reps, how many sets I do all that during the session. And then at after the patient leaves, I just write my quick assessment on there, which doesn't take too long. It takes me about five minutes. And then um, billing so far has been really quick. Um, so I feel good about that on that side of things. It's more, um, you know, it, the accounting stuff. Do I have enough time for that with, with that amount of hourly, you know, with, the, with that five out extra hours a week or six hours, I guess. So I'm curious to know, you're going to find out whether or not you have time. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Trial by fire. Absolutely. And that's kind of how I've been doing this whole thing. <laughs> so if you have time and you can handle it, then by all means, mm-hmm. if you want to keep it in house. Yeah. But also know that you can buy your time back by paying somebody to handle it for you. Right. Then you don't have to think about it. You don't have to do work that you don't like avoid doing. Isn't your zone of genius. Yes. And frankly, you could make more money by seeing one more patient a week and sending, sending out all your financial transaction stuff to be handled by somebody else. Yeah. That, I guess that was my big question for you. I think of the, of all the things I've thought about wanting to discuss, that is one of them. Like, should I, should I outsource to a bookkeeper or keep it all in house? So, yeah, I mean, the answer, my answer to people is if you don't like it, aren't doing it, aren't good at it and could be making more money doing what you do, then yes. Yes. Okay. And a sort of longer answer to that is a lot of people hesitate to find a bookkeeper to get started because there are so many horror stories out there of people who have been fleeced. And there are a few keys, but one of them is to get references from people who you trust. Yep who have had a bookkeeper that has been awesome for them for a long period of time, uh-huh, uh-huh. would be more than happy to recommend to you. Don't just like pick one out of the ethers. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. 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 Don't just go like on a web search for bookkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> and even, you know, and even when you do get references, check the bookkeeper's references and make sure that those people are happy clients. Absolutely. So for any other listeners who are thinking about hiring a bookkeeper, I have an episode that I did a while back that I'll put in the show notes that I will link to in the show notes that has about 17 questions that you could ask a bookkeeper in interviews so that you end up with a solid bookkeeper that you're happy about rather than one that you're not so sure about. Perfect. And for you, I would recommend 
finding somebody who has clients who do similar work to you, right? Either physical therapists or occupational therapists or, you know, somebody who's familiar with all things medical billing so that they're already expedient with it. Sure. Okay. So does that answer that piece about the money, the accounting, the books, the time? Yeah. Just like, I mean, why waste my time trying to learn it when I've never been good at it (laughs) and I can just do what I'm good at, which is more patience. Yeah. Yes. And the other thing I'm not good at Geraldine is cleaning my house. So that is the first thing I'm going to outsource is house cleaning because I can't stand it. And you know, that's, that's been a bit of a fight with my husband because he's like, well, really we should be you know, you're starting this business. I feel like we need to save money as much as possible. And I'm like, yeah, but I can either spend that four hours, five hours a week doing it myself, or I can spend that time actually doing what I'm good at and pay somebody, you know, I don't know, what do you pay a housekeeper? $25 an hour or something? Yeah. 25 Uh, to 35. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so we are currently in the depths of that disagreement. (laughs) (laughs) But he has said, when I start actually getting a paycheck from, you know, I actually start getting some, some reimbursements from insurance that I am allowed to hire a housekeeper. So I cannot wait for that day. I think it is impossible to do it all. You just can't do it all. And when you try to do it all, it usually comes at your own personal expense because the things that we give away in order to clean the house are things like exercise, you know, cooking healthy food and you know, catching up with girlfriends or date night with your husband or whatever. Yes, exactly. Self-care tends to go out the window. And that's how moms, working moms end up being as frazzled as they are. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some element of like old story of, you know, we were raised this way and a lot of us saw our moms do it this way. And the sooner you can break out of that mold, the better. And buying your time back and buying your energy back so that you can focus on what you do well, which is serve your patients. Absolutely. You will be so psyched. It's a good way to set all this up rather than driving myself to the point of complete frazzlement and, um, yes. And, you know, then implementing some sort and then having to change everything, but setting it up in a sustainable way that I can manage and feel like I'm being both a good mom and a good physical therapist, because that is, that's ultimately why I started this practice out of my house is because I want to excel at both. And if I was working at a clinic in town, you know, I'm spending half an hour, 45 minutes a day in the car that I don't get back. And I'm also having to work quite a bit more to make the same amount of money. And, um, it just, uh, it wasn't really sustainable. And also working out of the house, I can afford to see people with Medicare and Medicaid because I don't have the overhead of a large clinic. And that was a problem I encountered working for larger clinics in town. So this is great. You have the best of all worlds now. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, (laughs) which is why I tried to do this. Uh, You know, it's a little weird to, to see patients at your house. It's a very old school way of doing things, right? You know, 200 years ago, that's where physicians worked out of, or, you know, any kind of doctoring profession and any profession worked usually out of their house. They had like a business front and then they lived in the back of the store or whatever it was. Um, so I guess this is, you know, just trying, trying that out again and seeing if, seeing if that going vintage with it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And just one more piece about the house cleaning thing is that it will also free up your mental space because your brain will no longer snag on, Oh my God, I've got to take the trash out. And Oh my God, when am I going to have time to vacuum? Or yeah, like that, that dog hair cluster 
in the corner that like I look at all day. And-, and I can tell you from my own experience that the month that we hired a cleaning service was my best financial month that I'd had today at that point. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. All right. Hey ladies, I'm jumping in here for a minute to share with you a way that you can get even more value out of these podcast episodes. And that is a series of three webinars designed for you CPAs, accountants, and bookkeepers. You all are doing great work for your own clients. And as a business owner, it's not always possible for you to see the picture when you're in the frame. It can be easy to see that it's possible for your business to grow, but hard to see exactly how especially when you're caught up in the day-to-day. The three biggest challenges I see my own clients, some of whom are CPAs, bookkeepers, and CFOs, struggling with are number one, how to fill your calendar with the right clients. It's one thing to fill your calendar with clients, but your business really changes when you can fill your calendar with the right clients. The second challenge I see my clients struggling with is clarifying their goals and laying out the right steps to reach these goals. Too often, goals stay murky, and the strategy to get there is akin to throwing wet spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. I promise you, you and I can come up with a more effective strategy than wet spaghetti. And the third challenge is creating clear and strong business boundaries. Just like healthy relationships happen when people have clear and strong boundaries, healthy businesses happen when clients and business owners have strong and clear boundaries. Blurry and weak boundaries are a drag on your time, energy, and finances. If any of these topics are of interest to you, check out the three-part webinar series coming up three Wednesdays in August, the 14th, 21st, and 28th. You can find out more about them at shethinksbigcoaching.com on Facebook at She Thinks Big Business Coaching and go to events or from my subscriber list, which if you're not on it, you can go to my website and subscribe to get on the e-newsletter list. These three webinars are all free for you to create more value and more profit in your business. Hope to see you there. So we've got the money piece. We've got the time piece. We've got the house cleaning piece. As soon as you've got checks coming in, what else can I help you with? My website, Um, you know, I've kept it very simple and I just don't know how much more complex I need to, to, how much more complexity I need to have there. Should I hire somebody to like overhaul it? Is it good enough? I don't know. Like, it's just very much like my about me, which just tells you why I'm working out of my house, which I already kind of explained, you know, to be a better mom, to be a better physical therapist and um, not have the big overhead of a large clinic that causes more and more stress um, because reimbursement is declining. Um, and that's why more and more PTs are going to a totally cash pay model. And I'd like to avoid doing that because, you know, I still want to be able to help people that are um, have Medicaid, have Medicare, because, um, you know, that that's, the, that's a demographic that is being, you know, there's a lot of clinics that are limiting how many Medicare and Medicaid people they see because they can't afford it based on the, the lower reimbursement. So, um, cutting that out, you know, um, by working out of the house, that's, that's made it a lot less stressful. Um, but yeah, with the website, you know, I just have it be very simple on there. Like I said, the about me, um, directions to my house, parking, um, what my rates are, 
And mm-hmm. that's about it. So, you know, just, just taking a look at it and see if you think that I need to have anything else on there. In terms of priority, how many people have come to you because of your website? None. <laughs> <laughs> right? not a, yep. yeah. Which is probably going to maintain close to that, right? People are probably going to come to you because of word of mouth and referrals. Yep. I don't think your website is a super duper priority. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and at the same time, it does serve a purpose. So I think a simple one and done of the, like, the same, in the same vein as we were talking about for, um, for housekeeping mm-hmm. of, and, and also bookkeeping of like, this is not your zone of genius. You're not good at it. Yeah. And you don't know what you're doing right. 100%. <laughs> and it's costing you a bunch of time. Yes. Right. Like you said, you spent before we started recording that you spent like an hour trying to get the size of your husband's head to not be. Oh huge no, or... it was way more than an hour. <laughs> like just oh, how long was it? Oh, it was I probably spent a good four or five hours that day trying on WordPress trying to figure out how to make my husband's the top of my husband's head not be cut off on the website. And it still is. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> okay, so that's a that's a five hundred dollar opportunity cost. Yeah. <laughs> God, right? I never thought of it that way. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend that people spend piles of money on their website if it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a $500 opportunity cost, you can do a really simple one page website, which I think is all you need. Yeah. For probably five to $700 max. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's done well, it's done correctly, it's done right. You don't have to think about it anymore. Right. And I think a key piece for you, in all honesty, is making sure that you are on Google Maps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That you have you done Google Claim My Business? No. Do you know what that is? Um, no. And honestly, I I am terrified of putting my business on the web. Where so at at my last job, we had. Um, uh, somebody go online and negatively review the business for something that was completely out of our control. That person couldn't get an appointment time and got mad about it and then went and made a negative review that was completely unfounded. And I am so scared of that, you know, um, um, because people tend to go write about the negative things and not the positive things. Right. You know, so you could have like, 50 happy former patients. And then you've got the one who something happened where something went wrong and they go online and they talk about it. And that just seems to be what I've seen with business reviews and whatnot. So I I haven't done any Google things because I almost didn't want to allow that to happen. (laughs) So, you know, you do open yourself up to the occasional bad review. Yes. Yeah. And what do you think is the opportunity cost of not being findable? Right. Right. Is it worth it? It's probably pretty high. Uh, but at the same time, I just haven't had any trouble filling up my schedule with word of mouth. So I was like, wow, do I really, do I really need to have that online? I'm not sure that I do, but as we talked about, I should be prepared for those when there is a dip in, uh, in my patient load in the future. And I want to be findable. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's exactly that, right? It brings us to the last piece that you want to talk about, which was marketing for when there is an ebb or a flow, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which in all honesty, I have a hard time being too worried for you. If, you know, in the span of what, two and a half months, Mm -hmm. not quite three months, you're already at 20 patients a week. Right. Right. So it just seems like 
I'm not too worried that as you become known that there's going to be some crazy ebb. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nonetheless, it never hurts to hedge your bets. Right. But all of the people that have come to you so far have been by referral, right? Yes. Yep. They're either former patients or um, been referred by existing patients. Mm -hmm. And then the one guy who was walking around my neighborhood. (laughs) 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 He happened happened to try to get a signature from me and we ended up talking about his back and uh, now he's a patient. So (laughs) that's how it works. Yep. So you had mentioned before we started recording that you were wondering about fares and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If you've been able to get 20 patients by referral and word of mouth, Mm -hmm. then keep doing more referral and word of mouth. Okay. Yep. When you have patients come in, you can say, you know, as they're leaving, as you're kind of finishing up, you can say something like, Hey, you know, I'm just getting out, starting my practice. If you know anybody who's looking, please do send them my way. I really appreciate referrals. They've all taken a handful of business cards and they're like doing my marketing for me. They're so great. You know, it's awesome. I like, I have a couple families where I see multiple people in the family because it's, you know, they just, I think a lot of times people don't realize what physical therapy can help with too. And when they figure Mm -hmm. it out, they're like, Oh, you know, my brother-in-law has a little, you know, a shoulder twinge and he didn't know he could come to physical therapy for that. And so, uh, marketing through families has been really great for me. Yeah. Yeah. So keep pushing what's working. Yeah. And also, you know, getting my hands on people has been the best thing. You know, I did work a health fair last year. Um, It was actually uh, put on by Missoula Cannabis Caregivers. And so it was like, you know, there was lots of um, alternative healthcare practitioners there um, for people that have chronic pain and whatnot. And so I had my table set up and I actually got to work on people because that's what I specialize in in is manual therapy, you know, hands-on techniques um, and you know, coordinating that with the therapeutic exercise to get you stronger and actually sampling what those techniques are for people directly. That was like the best thing ever. Cause I gave out so many cards that day and I got a lot of new people from that because they see that what I have to offer is, is slightly different from maybe another physical therapist they've seen that took a different approach towards their treatment, which, you know, there's no wrong approach, but there's different things that work for different people. And, um, that is something that I've really focused my continuing education on is manual therapy techniques and how to coordinate those with the exercise that gets you stronger. That is the long-term fix. The other thought I have for you is that because some other practices have a cap on how many Medicare and Medicaid patients they take, how many of them know about you and know that you are taking Medicare and Medicaid? Um, I have not, the only practice that know, or that I've contacted about starting my own practice is my, my former, uh, place of employment, just because I asked them to refer anybody who came looking for me. Uh, and, uh, that's about it. Okay. How comfortable would you feel going to some of the other practices in town and letting them know? Very. Yeah, I should do that. That's a good, that's a great idea. Because they already know you. They already know that you worked for a reputable PT practice in town. So those folks are going to feel more comfortable sending folks your way. And they probably, there's a good chance that there's a decent chance that they're turning folks away, that they would be happy to have somebody to send to. That is such a good point. Absolutely. So anything else that you want to cover today? I don't think so. Like this has been, this has been helpful to just 
talk my way through things because <laughs> I haven't really been able to bounce ideas off anybody. You know, it's just me. I don't have a business partner in this. Um, my husband is an engineer, so he has no idea about any sort of healthcare practices and, um, he works with the government, so he doesn't know what it's like to run your own business. And so, uh, this has been great to not, not only for me talking things through, but also like just different things to, um, different tactics to implement. Like you suggested going to different practices in town and letting them know that I am taking Medicare and Medicaid. So if they have overflow or a long waiting list, then maybe they would consider referring to me. Awesome. Good, good. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kate, for coming on the She Thinks Big podcast. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all the advice. Thank you, Kate, for coming on the She Thinks Big podcast. If you want to find or connect with Kate, you can find her online at katebakerdpt.com. DPT like doctor of physical therapy. katebakerdpt.com. Kate has everything she needs in order to build a successful practice. It's just a matter of focusing her time on what drives revenue and not getting bogged down in the work that she's not great at, doesn't love, and frankly would prefer not to do anyways. You heard us talking about hiring a bookkeeper and eventually she'll need a CPA. My rule of thumb for clients and hiring a bookkeeper is if you aren't keeping up with your books, you don't like doing it, you aren't good at it, you have no idea what the numbers mean, and you charge more hourly than you would pay a bookkeeper, then it's time to hire someone to do it for you. I did a whole episode on this. It's episode 009, Shame, Money Mindset, and Your Profit and Loss. And in that episode, you can get the free PDF download that includes 17 interview questions to ask a bookkeeper. I do hear horror stories about people getting screwed and fleeced by bookkeepers. So you do have to do your homework, but those stories shouldn't prevent you from finding a great bookkeeper because there are plenty of great ones out there and they will help you run your business better when you have accurate numbers on time. So if you haven't done it already, hiring a professional to do your books is a great idea. We also talked about making sure that the money, the math, and the time all add up. If you're feeling overworked and overwhelmed, chances are good it's because the time and the math don't add up. And the glue that holds it all together is you. And it comes at the expense of your own self-care and your own physical and emotional wellness. Ladies, I am hearing so many of you talk about chronic, ongoing anxiety, stress, and overwhelm. And at the risk of painting with a broad brush here, if you're not changing it, you're choosing it. And the experience of your life doesn't have to be the way that it is now. If you're overwhelmed, if you're overworked, if something isn't working, start putting pencil to paper and bust out your calculator and see if what you're trying to create actually adds up. One thing I wanted to mention is that Kate talked about attending fairs and wellness events. I do think that these can be great. And Kate mentions that when she gets her hands on people, they really get it. I have two thoughts about fairs. They are a big time investment to go to, get set up, and so on. And they are often one and done. Compare that to leveraging relationships with other physical therapists in the community who, once they know what she is up to, can provide an ongoing stream of referrals. Much less time invested, and instead of one and done, it's one and ongoing. 
Now, I don't profess to have the answer for Kate. It's just something to consider. And lastly, a note on outsourcing. When you do everything in your business, you cap your income. It is that simple. There is only so much you can get done as one person inside a week. If you want to grow your income, you need to free up your time and you do this by paying other people to do work they are skilled at and that you're not so skilled at. Outsourcing is a no-brainer if you're paying someone to do work that costs less than what you charge per hour. Not only do you buy your time back, but you buy back mental freedom and energy to focus on what you do best, which is usually what brings in the majority of your revenue. If you think it would be useful to have someone help you with the challenges you face in your business, know that I would love to work with you. Go to my website, shethinksbigcoaching.com and click on the work with me tab, where you can learn about strategy sessions, VIP days, and one-on-one coaching. And ladies, I would love to know what were your key takeaways? I would love to hear from you. Come share in the She Thinks Big Facebook group. Go to Facebook and search She Thinks Big and I will let you in. And seriously, know that I would love to hear from you because all I hear on my side of the mic is crickets and my meowing cats. If you like this episode, please subscribe. That way you get more great content delivered to your phone weekly. You can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, ladies, that's it from me. Have a great week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Registration is open now, but it won't be for long. Go to GeraldineCarter.com now to enroll today.